Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Thank you to everybody for your continued contact, um, questions, uh, people I've been emailing with back and forth, uh, your suggestions. Truly appreciate this, and it is a true privilege to be able to do this and reach as many people as um, we have so far. Um, my intention was just try and disseminate information about uh, a scientific field that has a lot of nebulous qualities to it. So today's topic um, is drop it, leave it, let it go. The power of forgiveness. I would also add the importance of forgiveness. Now, I pulled up the psychological definition. As I said before, I don't write scripts for any of these shows. I think of topics during the week, just kind of pay attention to my intuition and gut. And um, I read the news a lot. And it's a screwed up world. Everybody is so polarized. There's movements starting up in every possible thing. And it it's... Some of it, I think, legitimate, but others, it's it's like lemmings to the sea. And so the psychological definition is forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether or not they actually deserve your forgiveness. Uh, I disagree with that. Who does not deserve forgiveness? Who does not deserve to um, have the emotional burden or emotional trajectory of someone's anger or resentment alleviated? I read a good, good quote and said, uh, I've talked about this kind of in, in the episode on, on cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and the quote was something like, emotions are good consultants, but lousy CEOs. Uh, consider their input, but don't let them take charge. Uh, when you get into the world of forgiveness, you can trace its roots probably further on. But, um, you know, if you have any kind of Christian background, um, the prostitute who the Sadducees brought to Jesus and said she should be stoned. And he said... All right, who among you without sin cast the first stone? And they all walked away. Now, was that forgiveness? I don't think so. The process of looking inward is incredibly difficult. So this drop it, leave it, let it go, it sounds so simplistic, but is incredibly difficult difficult because I, I again i don't focus on emotions a lot but there is an emotional element to forgiveness because to forgive somebody means we have to acknowledge the situation or the perceived transgression and then decide what do we want to do with it and i could tell you from clinical experience uh people have a hard time with it and people will say i I can't forgive them. And I, I, I push right back and I said, people can't fly. 
you are choosing not to forgive them. So by choosing not to forgive somebody, there obviously is some perceived benefit and people kind of raise their eyebrows like, what do you mean? Why would I forgive them? Um, does it depend on the situation? I don't know. Can you forgive your spouse for maybe an argument that you have? Is that easier versus forgiving somebody who may have been um, involved in an unwanted sexual encounter, such as, as rape? But it is a, a conscious decision, and there's a tremendous amount of an emotional burden to carry around and almost a self-righteousness. I mean, I don't know anybody, including myself, who is perfect. I don't know anybody, including myself, who hasn't said something inappropriate or stupid or has done something inappropriate or stupid, you know, within the bounds of, a you know, appropriate, you know, human behavior. But so many people and families get, get disconnected because it's a highly charged situation it's highly charged in the sense of i think it comes down to a perceived um interpretation of who's right and who's wrong that's that's the go back to the wake of the boat metaphor the past is in the past and i am in no means diminishing the individual experiences that people have have you know actually witnessed or or been a part of but i'm also saying how long you can hold on to it, and to what degree is it impacting your life? Lack of forgiveness, I think, is also associated with a form of righteousness. People make mistakes. People make bad decisions. I always said multiple times, look for the why, not the what. The what is interesting. The why is important. So is it is take a transgression. Drop it. Just just drop it. Leaving it is a lot harder because we like to look at it. We like to study it. We like to kind of communicate with our friends, our families, and kind of build up this psychological posse to people to be like, yeah, you have every right to be mad at that person. You have every right to ex exclude that person from your life. You have a right to punish that person. Um, the letting it go uh, we, I think we're good at doing that until something reminds us of it. So say there's family discord at some point in someone's life. It creates a lot of animosity. It creates uh, polarization. It can create hatred, uh, strong negative emotions. And whatever that situation ends, years can go by and then somebody brings it up and this is almost like the telephone game the actual event typically is very different than a post hoc which is a statistical term a post hoc analysis of you know several years later of what really transpired during that that event but uh why why don't we forgive um i'll given that all behavior is purposeful and we repeat
repeat behaviors, as I said, whether they're healthy, unhealthy, appropriate, inappropriate, adaptive, maladaptive, socially acceptable, socially unacceptable, because if I like the reaction that I get, it releases dopamine and it reinforces my willingness to maintain and repeat those types of behaviors. Uh, so leaving it is a really hard thing because back to the, I've referenced this several times in different episodes. This goes back to the actual mirrors. This goes back to the actual, not the carnival mirrors, but the real mirrors. And I think in many situations with the, with the, I think there's probably some exceptions like, you know, violent rape or, or, or sexual assault or, you know, things that kind of come out of the blue. But if we just take like typical everyday human interactions, uh, again, no one's perfect. We make mistakes. We, we say stupid things. Uh, Hallmark is capitalized on this because if you look, there's a whole section on apology cards. <laughs> Um, and what are the words that we really have for forgiveness? I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, you know, if somebody's committing the same transgression over and over again, I'm sorry kind of loses its luster. Um, the goal is obviously to modify our behavior accordingly and have, have open dialogue. But, you know, drop it, leave it, let it go. Again, the dropping it, if it happens, we can kind of put it out of our awareness. I don't want to think about it. The letting it go, no one's talking about it. It's the leaving it. It It's almost like somebody's taken a rubber stamp with a permanent marker and imprinted it on the psycholo- psychological psyche of an individual. And the amount of emotional effort and usually not positive emotions that there's anger resentment uh hostility and and a refusal to even explore the situation so how how that part of it is is missing from the whole process of forgiveness is is interesting clinically but also kind of confusing if something happens why not talk about it as opposed to retreating to your separate corners, your separate states, your separate counties, and then each sitting in your own individual domains with your arms crossed saying, I'm right, they're wrong, and the other group in the other corner saying, I'm right, they're wrong. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And there's a, again, it's it's self-centered. Um as as human beings, we we are a collective soul, a, a, a collective unity of people, and you know, g- give people some latitude. Um, no one's ever going to say the right things all the time. No one's ever going to do the right things all the time. And again, I'm putting the caveat. I'm not talking about extreme situations where you have after effects of like PTSD or acute stress disorder, stuff like that. I'm talking about general just day-to-day life that you're, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're going to choose to be upset in that moment or get to the office and complain to your coworkers. What's the benefit? What is the absolute benefit of that? So you can, I think it comes down to, I'm right, they're wrong. And, I, and forgiveness, I think, boils down to that. And, you know, that definition of the conscious choice to, to, to let go of the vengeance, that's a pretty strong term. 
you know, and again, this is the psychological definition. It's not saying let go of the sadness. It's let go of the vengeance. That's a that's a really powerful term because I think that's that's even at a higher degree of anger. Do you does somebody have a right to be angry at a transgression? Absolutely. But to what extent and to what degree and to what impact are we willing to allow ourselves to maintain that psychological and emotional disposition and how much damage does it have to cause and how much self-righteousness does a person have to have own it own it own it own it and then leave it and drop it let it go because the amount of mental energy that you're you're putting into that situation, and and you know, and, and especially when you get to like family dynamics, people don't want to talk about this stuff. They don't. It it again. This is back into going into like a boxing ring. I sit in my corner. You sit in yours. I'm right. I'm stronger. You're you're wrong. You're weaker. And the lack of communication and and avoidance is is the tool to navigate this. If I avoid it, then I don't have to deal with it, and that, that that's a cowardly approach because the, the, the benefit of forgiveness, the outcome of forgiveness is healing, is growth, and how is a person, a family, an organization, an institution supposed to grow if, one, they can't discuss the transgression or transgressions and also have a, a, a just a human conversation about yeah you know what at that time that probably wasn't what i meant or i'm sorry that it came across that way message sent is not always message delivered but such a huge part of you know, forgiveness in and of itself is the it's like taking the yoke off the oxen and the ox is finally like oh Oh, I feel a lot better. I feel unloaded. Um, that's how we grow. Couples grow through arguments, and they forgive each other. You know, some some transgressions, again, I'm saying on a very general level, I'm not trying to get into specific things like infidelity, rape, molestation. I mean, they're, those are different topics in and of itself because they tend to manifest into actual psychiatric disorders. I'm talking about the just day-to-day process of of individuals talking, not arguing, not blaming, not pointing figures, fingers. Uh and the reality and the and the benefit of active forgiveness is growth, is peace, is harmony. But to just avoid it and and write somebody off, you know what? From my perspective, that says more about that person than it does about the actual transgression. Just being completely straightforward. Ignorance is not an excuse. You have a right to complain. And I've told patients this over the years. You have a right to complain. But you, you lose your right to complain once you've expressed whatever that disdain or that transgression or problem is, you lose that right to complain if you do not do anything about it. Then you are sitting, uh, then you're a martyr. Then you're sitting as the victim. 
And that's an easy role to, to kind of segue into because then I don't have to do anything. This was done to me, poor me, and let me surround myself with people who can validate that. It doesn't mean that what the transgression was was appropriate. It doesn't mean that there weren't resultant feelings. It does not mean that there wasn't pain involved. But to not, you know, uh, to not uh, revisit that 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 transgression or that argument or that that conversation uh, is remiss, I think, on both parties, especially if a person or a family or an individual is reaching out to the person that they committed the transgression against. If they're actively reaching out and the other party or family is, is refusing to have anything to do with it, it's on the other person because that's stubbornness. That's ignorance. That that's childish behavior, because you know at the end of the day, who do we have? We have ourselves. We have our family. We have loved ones, and we screw up. We all screw up. And you know, I can I can understand the story of somebody saying, you know, you know, you say I'm sorry. You you said you're sorry, you know, forty times. Yeah, I can kind of get that. Like, look, I forgive you, but I I, I don't want anything else to do with you. That, that kind of makes sense. But to have something transpire, whether it's in a marriage, a family, a platonic relationship, uh, uh, an intimate relationship, a professional relationship, we screw up. But talk about it. Alleviate, alleviate the amount of emotional energy and the amount of emotional uh, garbage that that clouds us because self-righteousness is a part of lack of forgiveness. And if you, you're self-righteous, then you know what? That's on you. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting. That is not part of the conceptualization of forgiveness. We cannot undo the things we've done, but we can learn to not do those things again if those behaviors or words have a tendency or or have had a tendency to create negative reactions in the individuals that we interact with on a daily basis. So is this easier said than done? Absolutely. But just as it is a choice to forgive, it is still a choice not to forgive and to not forgive without at least attempting to look retrospectively and internally into why did this dynamic take place. You may never find that out, but, you know, some bells can't be unrung, but some bells and a lot of bells can stop ringing. And that's the whole point of the drop it, leave it, let it go. So take a look at your individual lives. Take a look at the people in your lives who you <laughs> we have done something to or people have done something to us uh i i i personally i don't hold grudges i don't see the point of it it doesn't mean you condone forgiveness is, is not synonymous with condoning it's not synonymous with agreeing it's not synonymous with with accepting but it's through the dialogue. It's through the human interaction and, and just our connectedness as a society to talk to each other. And, you know, in a, in, a, in a digital world of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, it's real easy 
to text the person who's who's done you wrong, and you can just go off of them, you know, nonstop. If they were in your face, you wouldn't say half those things. None of us would. So yeah, technology is great in terms of what it what access it allows us to reach a larger global community and a larger global audience. But you know what? If you're going to use social media to deal with this stuff, then you're just simply like Oz. And you don't want Toto to pull the curtain because that that's cowardice. Confronting things head on resolves things. And, and healthy dialogue and acknowledgement and acceptance and ownership from both parties. Yeah, I own why I cut you out of my life for several years. Okay, that's fine. To go back and figure out why did I cut you out, that's a, that's a separate issue. But own that you cut the person out. Just like the person who did something for the other one to cut them out, they need to own that as well. Healing is an incredibly important part of the therapeutic process. And, you know, again, as a neuropsychologist and diagnostician, I, I collect data. So when I'm doing like my structured diagnostic clinical interview, I'm getting pieces of someone's life of things that happen but i don't i don't generally probe too deep because i don't know where someone is at in their therapeutic process that i don't and I, and i and i give them this disclaimer that it's not that i'm not interested it's not that i don't care but i don't want to open pandora's box especially when there is kind of trauma or discord because one that's not the the the, the focus of a neuropsych eval but I've seen enough people to have uh, enough credibility to say that people hold on to things and there's sadness, there's hatred, there's animosity, there's confusion, there's blame, there's guilt, there's a whole host of emotions, none of which are positive and it can, it, you know, it could just swallow people up. And again, forgiveness is not synonymous with forgetting. We can't forget the things we've done. We can't forget the things other people have done. But as part of the human condition, we can learn from it and we can move beyond it. And people can actually become stronger. Families can become stronger. Couples can become stronger. But the drop it, leave it, let it go, the whole premise is leave it. Stop digging, stop going to get your psychological shovel and digging the hole up every day. Burial, in a psychological standpoint, doesn't mean ignorance. It means I know the hole is there, and I mean, and, I, and if I have the dialogue, I can learn why the hole got there. But I'm going to put the shovel away, and I'm because I I don't need to know anymore. I already know what's underneath the dirt. I can't ignore. I can't. I can't deny that it's there. But put your psychological shovel away. I encourage you to talk to your family. Talk to those who trans who, where there's been transgressions. Uh, healing is a powerful thing, especially if both people are willing to. Uh, Self-righteousness is the antithesis of forgiveness. And in the world that we live in, uh, the, 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 the political, the social uh, architecture of our lives, especially, like I said, in a, in a, in a digital uh, 
platform lifestyle, uh, it, it's really easy to cut people out. Um, and the sad thing is, is people are not replaceable. Once they're gone, they're gone. The downside, again, from working with a lot of people, a lot of patients over the years, is lack of forgiveness. And in the unfortunate event that somebody passes away, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to deal with. Um, so it 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 it's a tough topic. Um, one you know I I deal with on a, on a regular basis doing diagnostics and learning about people's family history and whatnot. And again, do not equate forgiveness with forgetting but we can all be the bigger person we can all get off of our psychological thrones and we can be a catalyst for healing and the out like i said the outcome of the healing process is growth so as always take care of yourselves take care of each other um, most of my colleagues are pretty much through their second vaccination process. So we'll be branching into different topics. Um, got a whole host of people from different fields. Uh, until next time, be well, and I will talk to you guys then. Thanks. Bye.